Mr. Sullivan. Yes, Mr. Jackson. Good to good to um, bridge the divide between the mainland and Cloudlandia with you. That is exactly right. Welcome to Cloudlandia. Yes. I saw that uh, Babs posted up some lovely mainland pictures of your walk this morning, I suppose. Yeah. Did you go yeah, down by the so, lake? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because we had a, a lot of rain in May and June, and now we've got uh, just, I think, probably one of the hottest summers ever. And uh, every day it's just in the 80s, you know, and oh. uh, unfortunately humid, you know, really humid. But, uh, you know, it's great. We're, we're near the lake, and we always get a bit of a breeze. Yes. Well, there you go. So, what would, how, it, uh, what would a what would a breeze be in Cloudlandia? I'm trying to think about that. <laughs> well, you know what? The great thing is that Cloudlandia is always temperature perfect. Yes. Yeah. That's the interesting thing. You know, I've noticed yeah. now that spending, um, you know, a lot more time in uh, Florida. <laughs> in the summer, I'm not. I'm not typically here in the summer, mm-hmm. and um, but I am. I'm inside, and you realize all Cloudlandia is always. You know, my Zoom room is always the perfect temperature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so yeah, and, and you know, it's interesting. Room. <laughs> it's interesting that. Um, you know, the technology that we utilize for um, doing Zoom and, you know, other other forms of Cloudlandia, that air conditioning once was as rare and unusual a thing as what we're doing with um, um, communication technologies now. Yeah. You know, the whole notion of air, con- air conditioning, you know. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I once put together a little uh, little talk on the four things that changed America right after the Second World War, and mm-hmm. air conditioning. Air conditioning. I remember is that was one of the big ones. Yeah, cooling, uh, refrigeration. Uh, well, air conditioning specifically because the, you yeah, could yeah. move industri- you could move industrial work from the northern states to the southern states and to yeah. the Far, far west states and uh, wasn't that one of them wasn't refrigeration one of them or yeah the, refrigeration yeah. had occurred uh, quite a bit earlier you know yeah. and uh, people people uh you know when i was growing up we didn't have a refrigerator we had an ice box and the ice man came around twice a week and delivered big big blocks of ice and you put the big block the existing uh block of ice would of course um um, gone. Disappear. It would disappear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would disappear, and they, then you put another block of ice in, and then uh, probably I don't know when it was fifty-two or so that we got a refrigerator. And wow, um, you know, yeah, uh, it's a farm. You know, we grew up on, on farm country, and they were, um, you know, probably later than city folks to adapt yeah. certain things. Yeah. Yeah. So how yeah. was your week of workshops? Oh, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
we, um, yeah, I had uh, two 10 times workshops and of course the free zone workshop, which yeah, Mr. Dean Jackson was there. That's exactly right. And that was, yeah. uh, and how did you feel? How did you feel? How did you feel? About I felt that? great. It took yeah. a, uh, life of its own. It was really good. Temperature was, temperature was, perfect. temperature was perfect. It really was. Yes. <laughs> I found, yeah. so now this is an interesting um, thing. It's a perfect now substitute for, or a alternative to the live workshops. I really, mm-hmm. we've proven that, you know, I think everybody mm-hmm. would agree that the, you didn't really, um, you know, that it was, it was very valuable. Uh, everybody, mm-hmm. the consensus, even in the breakouts was that the breakouts were better than yes. in, in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yeah, but again, what you miss is just the in-between stuff, the lunch yeah. and the running, talking in the hallways on, on breaks and that kind of thing. Yeah. I think, the, uh, you know, I, I, I break workshop experiences as we had um, experienced them over the first 30 years. There's two parts of a workshop that's valuable, that which is taught and that which is caught, you know? Yeah. And the taught is what you can plan as workshop organizer. We'll we'll Uh teach this, we'll teach that, and we'll teach that. And then the, you know, the discussions regarding that material, the thinking regarding that material, but then right. the taught part is um, um, it's um, just chance comments, usually at break. Yes. Usually at oh. lunchtime, before or after. Yeah. And we try to, you know, with the free zone, we try to surround things with um, social events. Uh, the Sunday oh. Sunday night uh, dinner, where you've come many times. And then also mm-hmm. the Monday night. Yeah. Monday night party. And um, so, um, you know, what we've noticed is that the teaching part of it is actually uh, you can do a superior job with Zoom than you can yeah. in person. Okay. There yeah. are, um, I, I don't haven't really gotten to the bottom of why that is, but that's been the consensus from our clients that they they really get things um more precisely or more powerfully um in zoom um but it's the chance remarks it's the um uh kind of deep dive just with a personal conversation with someone off to the side um yeah um that you don't uh, that you don't have so it's two worlds i mean it's a a perfect example of uh the mainland and cloudlandia Yes. I think that I mean, Zoom is going to have an opportunity to um, evolve, you know, to, to take some yeah. um, things. Because what I think would be a really great thing is if you could look on the gallery view, see the people, and you could like tap, 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 and put a, your own group of four together to go have mm-hmm. a little conversation. Or you could almost like mm-hmm. a cocktail party where you could yeah. mingle around and then join in on a conversation or tap somebody and you could be in a connected bubble that way where you're having a, uh, you know, that would, I think be a really nice um, thing mm-hmm. you know, where you could rotate mm-hmm. 
around kind of thing, you know, almost, uh, yeah. So that, that I think yeah. would make a big difference. That would make yeah, I think breaks useful. Yeah. I think there's all sorts of experiments. Um, yes. Uh, you know, all sorts of experiments that will come along. I think it will be, uh, uh, a lot of them won't work. You know, a lot of them right. um, uh, won't work at all, or they'll, uh, you know, they'll be, be dissatisfying. I mean, one of the things I like about it as a coach uh, is that um, I was tempted during breakout sessions to take a break, you know, um, and ah, right. go and talk with my team members or, uh, you know, I would do something else. Yeah. But I've been in every single breakout group uh, since we started doing this, going back You've to been March. You've in the mix. You've just been, I've uh, been rotated I, in. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's been enormously enriching for me because um, uh, I'm always getting um, new stories that yeah. I can then ask someone in the group to tell everybody in the general session. Right. The other thing is just ideas for new thinking processes for future yeah. For future workshops, so my creation of new material has actually sped up enormously, simply because, well, um, I, um, you know, generally speaking, in a um, ten times workshop, I'm in, I, I meet, i um, interact with fifteen people from beginning to end, and uh, uh-huh. yeah, and it's been really, really useful for me, you know, and that's uh, great. I like, yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting. And uh, it's so funny. Uh, Peter Diamandis was in on Thursday for his 10 times workshop. And he said that in Silicon Valley now, there's just a spectacular outbreak of um, virtual companies. You know, oh, yeah. That, that you know, um, Zoom wannabes. Uh, I'll call them right. Zoom wannabes. Or Zoom enhancers, or you know, uh-huh. sort, of, sort of, and everything like that. And he says, and these will far overcome, you know, Zoom. The, the, they'll make Zoom. And I said, yeah, but you know, something. Zoom's got 360 million or 370 million daily users. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they're not looking for any innovations. You know, the 80, 80 to 90 percent of Zoom users. Um, they aren't really going to explore all the other things that you can do with Zoom because right. Zoom doesn't Zoom does enough, and yeah. uh, you know. And so one of the things that's an interesting study when somebody is just the right thing at the right time at the right place, they can get a very very dominant position. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, and I'm thinking about, uh, for example, Windows and Apple. You know, yeah. the Apple and, uh, you know, I mean, you know, I know everybody you talk to knows that Apple is a superior system to Windows. It's got yeah. more elegant features. It's, uh, yeah. elegant. Yeah. But the truth, but the truth is the vast majority in the world use some form of Windows. Yes. Yeah. And the yeah, reason no. is they, they were the right thing at the right time, at the right place, you know, and as they, so they just get a dominant position. So my sense is that the Zoom is now the big gorilla in that era, in that area. And, and 
they'll have to uh, they'll have to really be clever to screw up their position right now. Well, what I read an article that they are uh, coming out with some hardware now that will be like a Zoom box or a Zoom um, mm-hmm. screen that you actually is all in uh, all in one where you're the screen, the cameras, the microphones, the everything is mm. in one thing. And that's mm-hmm. going to be like a, um, you know, very, very cleverly uh, pointed at the corporate uh, home workers, you know, that everybody can mm-hmm. be connected yeah. through the things. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. a, it's Facebook has done something very like that, the portal yeah. um, that they have. And so I think this, it, it's going to get better and better at the yeah. uh, the actual experience of it. But now the innovation comes in the uses. And yes, uh, yeah, I am going to, I'm pioneering something next month where uh, instead of doing a, um, you know, one workshop in, in a two day, um, you know, condensed experience, I'm going to do a very specific topic over three workshops over three weeks. So <clears throat> it'll be, yeah, I'm going to do, because the thing that I find that can move the needle for people the most is the email lead conversion process. If you've already mm-hmm. got, uh, you're getting leads and you've got unconverted leads, that's where we can have the biggest impact right away. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in that situation. And so we're going to start from the moment somebody opts in. And I've always said, like, one of the approaches I take to it is, um, you know, imagine that when somebody opts in for your uh, your Scary Times success manual, that mm-hmm. as soon as they say, yes, send me my book, they're magically transported to your office and they're knocking on the door, poking their head in and saying, hey, I'm here about the Scary Times success manual. Mm-hmm. And what would that conversation look like, right? That's really the the best way to get into this mindset of the mm-hmm. um, conversational conversion process. So we'll start yeah. there and then go all the way through to uh, the long-term nurturing of someone who's maybe not ready right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, Mapping out all of those um, those elements for uh, what weeks are those? Because um, I'm sure I won't be because I'm at cottage and everything. But uh, it would be really great if one of my um, marketing team could uh, take part in all those. That would be great. I'm going to do yeah. yeah, We're going to do them on um, three Tuesdays, two two afternoons, where we'll do. so we'll be able to yeah. do something and then people get to work on that and then okay. come back and then we can adjust yeah. and then work again. So there's progress mm-hmm. 
between the things rather than doing a full a full day we do it over three afternoons. i think that'd be great and i think a lot of our listeners you know who are interested in that yeah any and that's uh, what i think opt- zoom any yeah. optimum any optimum size for this i mean that you're in other words above the sim- you won't have more than a certain number right yeah that. no i don't because i'm gonna we're gonna do some um um yeah, I think this would be similar to my uh, my breakthrough blueprint events where we'll have twelve. You know, twelve would be probably the ideal, and that's a. Um, so we'll see, and uh, it's going to yeah. be well, a. I would uh, as I was thinking about. Of, yeah, I would definitely have one of my um, team do a uh, team do it, and, she, and she's uh, and she's really really, you know, she's. She sucks the juice out of the learning lemon, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the learning lemon. I love that. That sounds like a great domain name. If that's not taken, I better look into that. Learninglemon.com. That's good. Yeah. Suck the juice yeah. right out of it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because we're, you know, we're doing lots and lots of, uh, improvement on our lead conversion right now, and I think uh-huh. that's a great. That's a great thing. Yeah, perfect. So this is the yeah. kind of thing where you just now, did the low market. You just did low market research on me, and uh, well, that too. That's true. You, I get, you know, yeah. you test on test your ideas on check writers, Dan. That's really yes, the, you do, and uh, I could definitely write a check for that one. <laughs> so. But that that thought came from um, let's start thinking about what we can actually do using Zoom now, because yeah. I, what I've done for the past five workshops is I've essentially used Zoom to create a Cloudlandia version of a mainland workshop. And now yeah. what this is really is creating a Cloudlandia version of something that would be unfeasible on the mainland. Yes. Right. Because nobody's going to fly to Florida for three, you know, Tuesday. afternoons. Yeah, exactly. Nobody, and nobody's going to fly to Florida three times for anything. Exactly. And that's the whole, yeah. that's the point now. So, and that's, that there's that's my the uh, that's time. my main point that it's a transportation system. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, I like that, you know. And so this, yeah. I think that opens up having specific skill sets where we can do a map out your referral blueprint, you know, to yeah. look in the after unit and just focus yeah. on that. And so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about this because that gives us the chance to really go deep on one, one topic, you know, Mr. Jackson, this is all cheese. It's all cheese. That's exactly what it is. That's right. There's no whisker here whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I think, uh, I think that's going to be a fun experiment yeah. i just finalized the idea this morning so um august tested is going to be out, the, uh, the it, experiment tested it out already you know already uh, yes 
yeah, already you've tested out on one check writer and, uh, and, uh, um, the only problem is I haven't pr uh, provided you with any raw material between your offer and my yes. That's true. Raw material. That's right. Yeah. That's funny. Well, you know, it's really, uh, it's really interesting. Uh, I, you know, I've been looking at two books in great depth, um, um, probably for, um, one of them for about six months, the other one for about four months. And I've read each of them three times and they're big books. Okay. And um, I'm a big book reader from birth. Uh, I've read a lot of big books, but these two in particular have really, um, uh, there's something in them and I keep going back for more. So, and one of them is the Disunited Nations by Peter Zion. And I've read it mm -hmm. three times quickly. And his whole point is that America has been involved with the rest of the world for about a century, and America isn't interested anymore. And America is going to come back and just pay attention to its own affairs. That's thesis number one. Uh -huh. The other one is a book called Envy by a German writer who's dead, but uh, his book was written 50 years ago, but it's been translated very recently into English. And uh, he was saying that the two things, one is that all human beings have a capacity for envy and uh, that um, uh, on the one hand, we try not to show it. And on the other hand, we fear that if we uh, accomplish or achieve in a certain way that other people will be envious of us. And he says that generally speaking, all humans have this. Uh, but he said the best people have learned how to turn what might be an envious thought into actually a form of self-transformation where they feel sort of an urge to be negative towards so someone else. And they take the negative thought and they transform it into innovation. So he said that the most constructive way of dealing with feelings of envy is actually to become an innovator, to actually innovate new things. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And uh, the other thing is that certain countries and certain cultures are better at handling envy than others. And um, he feels that um, the U.S. Uh, has probably done the best job. And he, he, quotes, uh, he quotes a line from Rodgers and Hammerstein's uh, great musical Oklahoma uh, of uh, the singer who's sort of the star of the play uh, comes out and he sings this song. He says, oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I've got a wonderful feeling. Everything's going my way. And he says, only an American, only an American could sing that song. Only an American could write that song. <laughs> and he, he said, because uh, elsewhere, it would engender such envy and such negativity that the person would knock him down a peg or two, right? Yeah, get come by harm by harm by the day. And uh, but it's very very interesting because my read on the present situation that's going on in the states today with uh, you know uh, lots of uh, negative 
you know, negative movements, uh, goes back to something in his book. And he said until the 1800s, uh, there, there was no thought system that actually, um, made envy a good thing. And that thought system was socialism. He said socialism is the first thought system that makes envy uh, virtuous, that you should want other people to lose what they have. You should want uh, people who have to have it taken taken away. And I was oh, just wow. uh, wondering if um, our Cloudlandia thing is producing such opportunity for innovation and it's producing such opportunity right now for um, the inequality that comes with innovation. In other words, uh, look, Zoom, Zoom, yeah, you know, uh, four months ago, 10 million users a day. Uh, four months later, 350 million plus uh, users today. So that probably creates enormous envy in, in some minds that produce enormous envy. And, um, also, that people who are Zoom good, you and I are both Zoom good, uh, Zoom capable, Zoom, you know, um, Zoom excellent. We've shot far ahead of others who might have been in our own industry. We're yeah. doing, um, you know, they were doing good at doing mainland work, and suddenly we've shot ahead into a whole new yeah. capability, and that creates tremendous. I call it inequality. Right. Um, And so there may be part of the anger in the general, you know, in the general political world and the general social world is actually coming from a sense that certain people are just pulling ahead now because of this new technology. That's a thought. I'm I'm putting a lot of thoughts. No, it is a thought. And there's, there's a lot of evidence. Um, you know, when you look right now, I've been fascinated by the all of the mainstream television shows that are um, that are doing some version of at home shows, like all the yeah. all the late night hosts are doing their shows from home. Uh, interviewing celebrities from home by Zoom or Skype, and you realize that it's such an equalizer right now that you mm-hmm. and I, we could technically, we have the technical capability to do exactly what any of those um, celebrity, uh, you know, mainstream um, people are doing. We could do mm-hmm. exactly that same thing. And now it truly does become who's got the best ideas for this, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That's really where the the innovation is, what is going to gather the attention of your other Cloudlandians, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. You know, I was just thinking um, of... Uh, kind of the situation that um, what used to be the object of envy was visible, you know, it was visible. It was yeah. material or it was out in public or it took place in a social setting or it took place yeah. in a political. 
clinical setting. Physical setting. But if I'm in Winter Haven right now, and um, uh, I've heard there's a guy named Dean Jackson that lives in Winter Haven, Florida. But you know something? I don't think he's doing anything these days. I haven't seen him in four months. You know, um, I've been walking around walking around the neighborhood there and uh i just don't see him so i i i think he's been hit hard during this period i you know used to fly, <laughs> right. used, to fly used to fly a lot and uh you know if he's if he's he's having a bad time right now well yeah he was constantly well, on good. the go because uh I, i'm feeling i'm feeling uh okay that he might be having a bad time because i I was heard that, uh, you know, he was kind of getting ahead of himself and this is kind of, uh, brought him, brought him back. Flying around all over the world. Not that he's better than us. Not that I would ever tell anybody that I'm having these thoughts and feelings, but, uh, um, yeah, but I, I just think, you know, he's just disappeared. And I, I've noticed a lot of other people have disappeared. So here's here's the big thing. Uh, if you're great in Cloudlandia, only the people who probably like you know about it. That's true, isn't it? I mean, I like this so much, Dan. I just thought about when you were talking about that physical things, right? Like, so I but there are a lot of people, Dan, who come through strategic coach at some point go to Chicago or Toronto to your beautiful workshop spaces, right? Your offices are stunning for if there be the envy of any coach who wants to do like, boy, I wish I had offices like strategic coach. And now, you know, the reality is that in Cloudlandia, everybody's got the same opportunity same workshop room mm-hmm. it's a really like a, a talk about the dematerialize you know it's like office workshop rooms board rooms workshop space all of the material things that are required to, to do a uh, a workshop type of um business are are gone Mm-hmm. I mean, these are this is amazing times right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's it's very very interesting, and it's like the uh, you know, and I've really taken a look at a lot of uh, you know what I would consider sort of similar breakthroughs, big things that happened, um, you know, in the. Um, you know, in history, um, you know, I'm, I've always been very, very interested in history. Uh, and, you know, um, you think about, um, you know, how printing all of a sudden changed the world and certain individuals became very adept very early at, um, you know, um, being profitable with printing, being persuasive with printing. The yeah. Others were still caught up in a previous way of doing this or not doing it, you know, because it uh, introduced new ways of doing things, but it also introduced things that weren't even being done before. And uh, they, um, although they're very different, and I don't think it's really predictable how they're going to turn out, 
um, the um, negativity that comes along with that is predictable because mm-hmm. you're 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 um, there's uh, one is you're being uh, you know if you're feeling negative it's for three reasons one is you've just been cut out yes you've been left out or you've mm-hmm. been left behind you've been left behind and your sense of security about the future your sense of sense of status about the future has just been um threatened you know you're you're experiencing um your your d is a lot bigger than your o and s you know and your dad yeah uh, yeah and uh so what I, what i'm feeling is that there's a lot of people who are bothered right now you know in that exercise i have in coach called not being bothered and mm-hmm. i said they're being bothered and they're blaming their bother on this and this and this but the bother may be coming from uh, a completely different uh, place. In other words, that people are bothered about gender inequality or, uh, you know, race mm-hmm. inequality or, or um, you know, uh, um, political inequality and everything else. But I say, I wonder if uh, maybe they're picking these things out because they have to focus their attention on something, but I'm wondering if there's just a big general disruption that's happening as vast numbers of activities are moving to Cloudlandia from the mainland, and and they leave behind things that are clearly not as good. They leave behind things that are failing, that are not profitable, not productive, and people are just feeling bothered. But they have to blame it on something that they can see. But the problem is, mm-hmm. you can't see Cloudlandia unless you're using it. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> that's true. That's the whole thing. It's like the uh, like the fish in water, right? How do you feel about salt in all? How do you feel water? about water? What's water? What's water? Exactly. Oh man! I mean, that's you know. Yeah, I, I was telling you know if you if you really really want to control the seas, don't don't uh, focus on storms, focus on the current. Mm. That's a smart thing. That's really, I mean, I'm noticing now just the the everything's rushing to uh, you know making things as easy as possible, like a truly. That convenience is, uh, you know, a couple of years ago when I mentioned to you that that article that I saw in the New York Times about convenience as the most underrated uh, force, you know, that our desire for it, our seeking it. I was looking at Toronto Life uh, website the other day because I was, you know, right now I should be in Toronto and I was kind of... Uh, you know, missing my my Toronto experience in the summers, and I so I went to Toronto Life just to see the uh, what, what's going well, on. Well, can, can I can I relieve you any any kind of tension you might be feeling? There is no life in Toronto. Oh, well, you see, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Uh, uh, that, I mean, uh, they just announced that no baseball games will take place in Canada. 
not when wow. Major League Baseball comes back. No Major League Baseball will happen in Canada. They just right. said, well, that's a wow. way of announcing that there's no life in Toronto. Right. Wow. Um, one of the articles that I saw, though, and this is one of like a, a, a trend of them, that there are uh, companies now that are putting together everything you need for a your backyard barbecue. For in, they've got every they just deliver you everything already marinated yeah. and and for each a kit exactly with everything that you would need the um you know the buns and the um sausage or the uh, ground beef or the steaks or the you know vegetable kebabs that are already uh marinated with all the sauces and the spices everything mm-hmm. that you would need for that and you start to see it's really getting that way with with everything there's mm-hmm. another company that's offering pre-packed picnic baskets for you that you mm-hmm. could pick up mm-hmm. at like you know like a pusateri's type of uh you know yeah. pick up a, a, a picnic basket and you know that's only one step away now for uh on airbnb somebody having a picnic experience combining the Domino's hot spots idea that they could map out all the best picnic spots in the city and you could, mm-hmm. you know, on demand order up a picnic to this spot in the park. And that's mm-hmm. kind of a, um, that's, I see that as a nice potential uh, app for someone in Toronto to mm-hmm. follow through on. But, uh, you know, that's kind of where, everything's going is all of these uh these collaborations you know that allow mm-hmm. cooperation between different providers of things to mm-hmm. uh to deliver the the results you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. you just start to see this army of the mainland um being there's just there's now it's almost like you need air traffic control to see this army of between Instacart and Grubhub and DoorDash and Postmates and, uh, you know, Deliveroo and Uber Eats, all these network of, of people just going around the streets, uh, delivering. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting. Um, it's uh, interesting. The wall street journal yesterday had a uh, article in its business. I have to tell you, uh, talking about mainland things that are still really great. Uh, is the Saturday edition of the Wall Street Journal. It's the finest newspaper that I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, you know, the front section is always good. You know, it's the news of the day, and they have uh, they have really uh, well-done opinions and really well-done columns. But then uh-huh. they have a section on review, which is just this marvelous adventure of something that uh, you wouldn't know about. So they were, there was an article about the difference between personality and character. And, uh, you know, that people are striving to find something that's constant. And this person just gives uh, sort of a history of kind of this 
difference of um, that. And another one was the surprise election of Harry Truman in 1948. Uh, nine out of ten of the polling companies, um, ha- it was in the bag. One of them didn't even do polls the last week because you know, there's no possibility that Truman could get elected. He was the sitting president, but he was... You know, he was uh, predicted to be defeated. And they just get this uh, really, really great. And it's just thing after thing after thing. And there's, they're all really interesting articles. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. a famous author gives his five best books for a particular of great stories that happened in prison. And then he gives them, and I read them. I said, yeah, it sounds interesting. They're really interesting. But anyway, um, but the article in their business section yesterday was really, really interesting. What's going to happen to the stores? What's going to happen to the stores? Because a lot of the stores mm-hmm. were closing down. Brooks Brothers just went out of business. Brooks mm-hmm. Brothers went out of business. And um, what do you do with the, um, uh, you know, the Brooks Brothers store? It's right in Yorkville. It's, you know, right on, yeah. right on uh, Boyer Street goes through. To the back to Yokeville Avenue, you know, but, uh, and uh, they said, well, the um, Amazon will just take it over and they'll use it for um, warehousing. Mm. That all these empty stores, uh, the delivery places, the people who deliver things, you order, yeah. it, you order it by Cloudlandia, they would like to have uh, mainland places that are close to you. Yeah. yeah, that's what uh, I did read that they're um, taking over malls. I'm not saying that Amazon yeah, shopping mall. Brothers. I'm just taking I'm just taking this as an idea. Yeah. And of course, yeah, yeah. And of course, you could have uh, pickup there too. I mean, if you wanted to pick up like shopping shopping malls, you could have pickup. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. One of the things I've noticed, you know, we're we're in stage one. I don't know what stage we're in. Canadians have a thing about what stage we're in. I think we're in stage three and where uh, you can have a small party. You can have a small party, you know, like you can, um, people you know, if you if they're okay with you, you can have, not, you know, can't have more than 20. Yeah, because you're only going to get COVID from strangers. That's the thing. Right. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's hard. Well, you know, I mean, they're, they're negotiating as, uh, you know, it's ideology negotiating with reality here. Right, you know? right. And, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you one of those, but I want to take you know, It's kind of like you can see this negotiating going on. But the, the thing that uh, uh, I uh, found was that, for, uh, I don't know what the city has done here, but they've given a massive amount more rights to use the sidewalk as an outdoor restaurant. Mm-hmm. So about half the sidewalk space now is taken up with chairs and seats and umbrellas in yeah. restaurants that never had any kind of outdoor, outdoor uh, thing. Now whatsoever. have outdoor space. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, they have a summer that supports that. You know, it's been a great summer yes. for outdoor. outdoor. But uh, it's really, really interesting. The You know, we, would you rent part of a park? For a picnic service, you know, like that. Uh, wonder. I think uh, that's yeah. a. I think that's a great. I mean, I've thought about that as an idea for 
a long time. Now it's pop up becoming part, like it's a pop up. You know, you have pop up pop picnic. Up picnic. Yes, exactly. But imagine yeah. you could push a button, and you know, in comes a uh, you know a, a table and chairs and a uh, picnic basket and the plates and whatever you need. Somebody set it all up for you there to have a a nice uh, mm-hmm. picnic, or you could have that could be the deluxe version, or you could get a blanket yeah. and the yeah. uh, things. But whatever you wanted, you could have that. Mm-hmm. Or a, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it's it's mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's kind of a it's it's such there's so much room for innovation now and it moves mm-hmm. so quickly i mean you've seen the um you've seen how the um everything's evolved it wasn't too long ago dan that we were talking about the idea of the ghost kitchen the ghost restaurant mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was like caught me by uh surprise nobody knew what that was right that wait a minute, you mean they're not, they don't even really exist. And now that has like fast forward evolved to, you know, now that's like the whole thing, even that, that Travis Kalnick from um, Uber is, is all in on cloud kitchens, you know, and Mm -hmm. they're take reconverting storage space into Mm -hmm. these, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this centers of uh things moving the food closer to people um without all the expense of the um without all the stuff it's just using uh using convenience stores also for delivery you know for grocery when i yeah the the ice cream ice cream now project now uh yeah with uh with um uh, Lever uh, Brothers, mm-hmm. that whole mm-hmm. that thing of what a brilliant insight of let's just collaborate with people who've got cold storage, cold, you know, freezer, so we can just mm-hmm. stock our stock our ice cream well, there. It's going to be interesting. One of the uh, one of the things that I'm looking to see uh, what happens here is what happens with car traffic. You know, my sense is that right. your, uh, car, uh, that vehicle traffic will be the same uh, as it always has been, uh, yes. but it's going to be different vehicles, the, the, the uh-huh. composition of what the vehicles. And my sense is that uh, individual personal cars will be down by 30% and uh, commercial vehicles will be, will fill whatever uh, those vehicles are down, you know, at 30%. That's true. Yeah. Because people will be at home, you know, 30% of the yeah. commuting population will not commute uh, every day. They won't commute every day. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and but that'll mean that you've created a vacuum and that vacuum might my sense will be uh, will be filled by delivery drivers, you know. Yeah, I, I did or automated vehicles. You know, I look at it. Yeah, my well, Tesla. yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
Do you see any increase in that? I, I see no, absolutely no increase in that. Whatsoever. They just did another um, update on. So I have a, a Tesla, of course, with the uh, full autonomous uh, package, right? So I, I I have it for when it's yeah. available. They just did an update on it now, where it will recognize stop signs and and traffic lights in beta here. So. Yeah. That's the, yeah, I think um, the, I think the problem is uh, the, the problem isn't technological; it's legal liability. I think that uh, that's the uh, yeah. So they've because if there's an accident, is it your fault or is it Tesla's fault? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I think that's so my, the uh, I think that's the thing they've got to get enough um, mileage under the way. I I constantly. I'm in auto drive mode at all times, basically, you know, uh, whenever I'm going, if I just I navigate to where I'm going and it is doing all of the driving, yeah. I stop, I stop at the stoplights. I have to make turns. Uh, but other than that, I don't have my feet on the pedals. I don't have my, mm-hmm. I just have my hands loosely on the, the steering wheel, but it's doing the driving, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's learning and I can already tell I've had it, you know, uh, not quite a year, but I can tell already with each update that it's getting better at mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, at a much more natural, like it's taking the turns and curves and, uh, you know, some, you know, 90 degree curves and stuff around, uh, on some of the roads that I go on and it's taking them. It's very confident and mm-hmm. smooth in the way that it goes around those. And, um, it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm encouraged by it. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's gonna, that's gonna happen. But at the same time, I've really, I've, I don't think on average I've been in my car one time a week in the last, uh, you know, yeah. 90 days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like ours. I mean, we have the same model that you do. Yeah. The same mess. And um, uh, in the city, I think uh, Babs has used it three times since March. And yeah. uh, we we went to the cottage, you know, uh-huh. and we go to the we're going to the cottage. But there's. Um, do you use the auto drive on your way to the cottage? No, it's illegal. It's not legal in Canada. You can't. Do oh, it Canada, gotcha, gotcha. So. Okay. Yeah, oh, gotcha. it's not legal in Canada. And uh, okay. And uh, you know the uh, Canada always uses the U.S. as its R and D lab. You know, uh-huh, I mean, right? Yeah. So they watch and see. Of what, and there aren't that many of them here because the moment that they got rid of the subsidy and the new government came, first of all, it was an Ontario thing more than uh, any, you know, none of the other provinces really had big sales. And uh, when the new premier came in here, he just uh, ditched the, it was like $14,000 subsidy to buy one, you know. And he just ditched it, and the sales just dropped off to nothing, you know. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. And there isn't, uh, you know, that's why I'm saying I'm not seeing the critical mass. I know it's possible, but I'm not mm-hmm. seeing any, and I don't see it written out, written about. I don't see anyone. No, I think know, you're right. Anyone. Like, that's been the two things. If you look back at A360, at Abundance, 
um, the things when we first started talking about, um, you know, self-driving cars, how many, how many years has abundance been now? Seven. Yeah. We're going into our ninth meeting actually. Okay. So I've been in for seven. Um, and that is, um, yeah, that was, you know, a, a big topic then. And I don't think, I think it's made marginal in, improvement since yeah. then in terms of progress towards a, uh, you know, a self-driving future. Um, yeah. And VR has been another one of the things that has really been under um well, under, yeah, uh, I mean, VR it. as it's presented there, you know, where you'll yeah. be in the place. And uh, uh, what I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just keeping that in mind when I'm doing the Zoom, uh, that uh, Zoom is kind of an 80% that is like 100% good enough. You know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. an 80% that... And I don't require that my entire, you know, that we reproduce the strategic coach workshop, uh, you know, like you feel like you're in the strategic coach workshop. I don't think uh, we did that. And I don't, I don't know if that's going to be a big deal that you have to be there. First yeah, of all, no, I don't know, think so either, because I think, you know, it's whole, not real. I mean, first of all, right. you know, it's not real. And yeah. So, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, when I was on the farm, I used to take, you know, tree trunks, you know, tr- tree branches, and I'd turn them into guns, and I'd, you know, and I'd, you know, take all sorts of materials, and I'd create my own toys and everything else. And then on Christmas morning, I'd get these great toys, and uh, really exciting for about half a day. Then in the afternoon, I went out and played with my sticks again. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but this is the, the perfect, is, ex- yeah, the, the, it's the perfect the thing is, I'm not sure that, uh, we require that, uh, that complete reproduction. Oh, know, I think that, you're right. That it's the perfect example of the 80% approach that the, uh, you know, zoom in the gallery mode, in the speaker mode, you know, it's, I think it's just the perfect balance when you're in gallery mode, you can see everybody when you've got yeah. 10 or 12 people, you can see the whites of their eyes. When you're at four yeah. people, it's like you're really sitting across the table from them. And when you put it in speaker mode, it's like you've got the full attention and showing the screen. All of those things, I don't think that adding any amount of complexity to get the next level. Well, first of, of all, there's greediness just, yeah, there's just a sheer amount of screens. There's just a sheer electricity issue. I mean, to yeah, I mean, uh, just the amount of electricity you need to reproduce, you know, uh, which and it's mostly lost on people. You know, one person yeah. say, "Gosh, this is really great," but most people. Uh, and my feeling is there's a line where it's enough electricity to get the optimum, uh, you know, the optimum satisfactory result. You know, right, and uh, and. Uh, yeah, and the other thing, like I've had 50 and 60 person workshops this week, and uh, first thing I do is I go on, you know, and then, uh, you know, and as people are, uh, Kathy Davis, 
is my workshop manager for most of them. And she'll talk people through and, you know, what, what we're going to do. And meanwhile, I'm flipping to the other rooms. You know, I'll flip to room yeah. number two to see who's there. I'll flip to number three. And I'll write down four or five names. And then when I'm doing general um, discussion, I'll just say somebody who's on uh, on in room three, I'll say, uh, you know, Jack Morris, what do you think about that? You know, right. and yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of funny because Jack Morris isn't on my page. But he pops up immediately on my page yeah. at the moment that uh-huh. is that thing. And, uh, and it took me a while to get used to do a walk around. I call it a walk around. I do a right. walk around. And I walk through all and see who's there and everything else. But then I'll pick four or five people to let them know that I'm fully conscious that they're there. You know, everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I love everybody. And it's a little, you know, a little thing that I picked up. I wasn't doing it at the beginning, and now I do it as a matter of course. So I've learned, uh, you know, there are Zoom tricks, and uh, that's a yeah. Zoom trick. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very interesting because uh, the, the the big issue here is, elect- I mean, for all this, is electricity. hmm And here's something that, uh, uh, you know, you have to come to grips with. Uh, it all comes down to the moral case for fossil fuels. It all comes down to the moral, moral case for fossil fuels, and who's got almost un, and who's got almost unlimited fossil fuels? Mm-hmm. Bloodlandia. Well, which country has <laughs> oh fossil fuels? I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. U.S. Yeah, the, that's yeah, us. which means that's right. that the U.S. can make this transition to Cloudlandia much more easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you looked at it right now, if you took those 360 million Zoom users, daily Zoom users, who are they? I bet you're going to just see an enormous number of them are Americans. Mm-hmm. I bet you And right. if they're not Americans, they're talking to Americans. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's Americans involved some some way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I think it's a thing that Americans, by their DNA, are pretty good at this because they're the most adventuresome consumers mm-hmm. on the planet of trying out new things. And uh, yes, and and uh, the other thing is big spaces. The U.S. The U.S. has big distances, you know, to make up for. So if you can't do it with a plane, you got to do it this way. Hmm. Yeah, and that's but everybody and every it's exactly the same. You know, it's instant travel to even the farthest reaches travel. of Cloudlandia. Yeah, the instant farthest travel. reaches of Cloudlandia are instantly yeah. accessible. Yeah, that's profound. You know, when you start thinking about that, that's really the um, that's time travel. That's time travel. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, uh, and uh, it's kind of good enough right now for mm-hmm. it's it's good enough for dreaming about big things. Yes, that's exactly right. There's no friction in Cloudlandia. It's good enough to dream about consecutive Tuesdays, three consecutive Tuesdays, a, a brand new intellectual capital product that I can put yes. out. Yes. Until, until I'm excited about that. 
see, it's good enough for that. And if it's good enough for that, it'll be good, good enough for the next thing that you think about. That's exactly right. I think it's, yeah, because that's going to be the, uh, you know, an immersive experience that those collective three Tuesday afternoons are going to be more valuable than two full in, uh, you know, compressed days in a local, uh, in a locality. So, yeah. Yeah, I was reading yes. about that uh, in the Second World War. The Germans really focused on superior technology. Like their tanks were the just, you know, the tanks were just incredible and great tank drivers. So the Americans come into the war and they they don't have those great technologies. They they don't have a tank that can match up with the German tanks. So they just came up with this rule. Um, but what the Americans were really good was radio technology. Americans were really radio technology. And so what they did is they say, we'll just, uh, we'll just match what one of their superior tanks with five okay American tanks, but have superior radio technology. So the five tanks operate as, as if they were a tank. Okay, and that was just mm-hmm. five to one, five to one, five to one, five to one. And the U.S. could produce a million tanks. You know, they they had no problem producing the tanks and everything like that. So they got yeah. really good at just uh, you know kind of uh, snaring a lone Nazi tank, and they would come at it from five different directions, and three of the direct you know, and from behind they were very vulnerable. Uh, their 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 gasoline tank actually wasn't armored. So the tank would just sneak around the back and just knock off. You know, they would explode the gasoline tank while the tank is dead. But it's really, really interesting. They were good enough. And they just thought about it. Well, it's actually operating as a team with five. No no German tank can match us uh, operating right. with five. Yeah. So I was just thinking about that. It was good enough. You know, it was good enough. You know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, Good enough te- technology. It's a, it's an interesting thought. Good enough te- technology. Yeah, I think that's great. The other, like you know, a lot of this stuff. Any next level of advancement is, as we've often said, the uh, the juice is not worth the squeeze. You know, the extra that you're going to get is not worth. You know, even looking at the zoom, you know, 3D kind of thing. If it requires putting on an apparatus or wiring multiple cameras or doing anything like that. It's not worth it. Juice is not worth a squeeze. That's uh, That's right. Yeah. But the, 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 the real issue is electricity. I mean, the, the, the thing that you have to look here at the thing is uh, uh, how much electricity do you have? And can you keep increasing the amount of electricity without it becoming too expensive? You know that's yeah. really the, the issue here. So uh, yeah. Anyway, it's uh, it's uh, fascinating. Well, you know, we're firmly into Welcome to Cloudlandia podcast, and I feel very satisfied by this. I do too. I do too. This is uh, there's infinite runway of opportunities here. So yeah. I'll let you know how this uh, how this goes. I'm going to launch out uh, today. The, um, yeah, so if we have someone get in contact with you tomorrow to get ourselves in, who would we do that to? 
what would we say in the URL? <laughs> so we would send to me, Dean, at yeah. deanjackson.com. Just okay. send me, say, email workshop. That's the one. Email workshop. Yes. Okay. I'm excited. I'm all over it. Good. Well, I will talk to you next time. Yeah, it'll be two weeks because I'm at the cottage next. And, okay, um, perfect. Cottage is totally a mainland experience. Absolutely. One of All the right. joyful mainland experiences, too. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, I'll talk Dean. to you soon. Bye. Bye.